Hi team. Welcome to Inside SSP episode three. Woo. <laughs> uh, I mean, I'm a 10 today. <laughs> what was even asked? I was like, what's, what's your name? What's your name? <laughs> Allie. Chris. And Natalie here. Wow. That was not smooth at all. Huh? Sorry, should we? <laughs> no, no, let's keep it going. I mean, this is we'll real. Keep this working is real. On it. We'll okay. Keep working on it. You're a 10 today, though? I think so. 10. Wow. Well, last time I was a three, and I'm really bad about it. Oh, it's just out. really exciting. I've never seen you at a double check. I've worked out with at 6 a.m. and I think that's been helping. Yeah. So thank you. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. What a great workout too. It was pretty fun. Oh wait. Was it? <laughs> 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 well, you didn't... Uh, Natalie, how are you? I'm good. Like eight and a half. Yeah. Not like out of ten, just because there's a lot of things <laughs> in my brain, but feeling good. Got good sleep. Good. I think I'm like an eight. I'm like an eight today. I feel pretty good. Uh, full 180 from our last episode. I know. Yeah, to be honest. Right. You know what I will say? Somebody, uh, somebody in my class asked me today how I was doing. Mm -hmm. I asked everybody else, and then somebody was like, "Chris," and uh, gotta say that warmed my heart. It doesn't happen too often. So it does not happen you. very often. It does not happen to very that often. Member. And I was like, "Wow, people actually care about me." They do. Nice. People definitely care about you. So they nice. Love you. So yeah. nice. <laughs> Uh, okay, uh, so we got some stuff to talk about. I'm gonna drop some news right out the gate, <laughs> which is I gotta be like some like drum. I got it. <laughs> uh, we are opening another location of SSP. No, yeah, no, it's super exciting. Um, it's uh, going to be over in Finney Ridge, uh, and it's still very early days. Just got the keys on February first, so we got a bunch of work to do. We're going to start painting on Friday, which will be a lot of fun. But yeah, so that's the big news for today. Uh, what yeah, are like our most frequent? What do you think people? Because I feel like people have a lot of questions. Now. Oh, there's going to be yeah. so many questions. Yeah, I am not prepared to answer any of those questions. <laughs> yes, you are. Some of them, some of them. Certainly, as it pertains to scheduling uh, uh, and everything, I, I, I don't know yet. Um, and also, no coaches are leaving SSP. Yeah, <laughs> it sounded like people were freaking out about a coach leaving SSP when we posted the job. I can confirm no one's leaving that I know of, unless you get no. tell me something new. We have no announcements. Yeah, announcements yeah. no. <laughs> uh, from us. So we're just growing and expanding. Hopefully, now the job makes more sense that we're opening another location. Yeah. And we need some help. And we need help. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, it's super exciting. You know, I think uh, just to kind of touch on the journey a little bit, I think to get here, because I think people are kind of like, I don't know, I don't I actually don't know what people are thinking, but I'll just kind of explain my thought process behind it. Um, you know, it's like, obviously, when I started on this whole journey in fitness, um, I left Amazon and all of that and started getting experience. Like my goal was to open a gym. That's what I wanted to do. Right. Uh, and then pandemic hit and I was like, pandemic be damned. We're going to do this anyway and open the space. Um, and then basically from there, I was kind of proving to myself that I wasn't absolutely batshit crazy uh, opening a gym during a pandemic. And thankfully, um, you know, the gym in Queen Anne has, has kind of grown a life of its own, right? Um, and it's, it's gotten to the point where um, it's an interesting journey for me because I, I 
you know, as opposed to being um, like early on, pretty much like the what I felt like was the primary contributor to the gym. I'm just one of many contributors to the gym, you know. Um, and I think it's super cool to see you guys and to see all of our members take such a um, such an incredible pride in what we do, you know, and take like such an incredible ownership over the gym um, that I feel like now I, I I share that with everybody as opposed mm -hmm. to having it all sit on me, you know, which I think is a huge, uh, a huge compliment to everything that, that we've built. So um, when I was evaluating what to do, and I'll just be super honest about my own journey, you know, it's like, I obviously had a completely different career. I proved to myself and everybody that we could open this gym and make it work, right? And it got to the point where I was like, okay, this is great. And then the, the question in my mind after that was like, okay, well, what's next? What do I do? Right. And I think honestly, um, I'm always a person that's kind of like moving and trying to figure things out and, and figure out what the next step is. And, um, and so I evaluated a lot of different options, <laughs> you know, like I evaluated whether maybe this business keeps going cause it's, it's successful, but maybe I do something else. Right. And then this gym continues to go without me for a little while. Um, so I looked at a bunch of different stuff and at the end of the day, you know, like I can look at a bunch of jobs out there and get excited about none of them. Mm -hmm. And when I talk, when I think about what we're doing at the gym with SSP, with the brand, with our values, how we're changing a lot of the way things are done and talked about in fitness, you know, in our, in our own little way, that's incredibly impactful and, um, super, super rewarding to me. Right. So at the end of the day, I was like, there's nothing I would rather be doing more right now than this. And so that's when I decided I'm just going to double down yeah. on this and we're going to make it happen. So um, I just wanted to explain that story. So people kind of understood what the, what the backstory was and, and kind of like the rationale, the reason for why we're moving forward. Mm -hmm. I think I'll add to that too. And I'll let you guys can add on to this is, you know, I sent you guys something a couple of days ago uh, and I won't name names on other gyms, mm -hmm. but you know, there was another gym in the Queen Anne neighborhood who I had never seen message the way that they were messaging in their advertising to people, you know, and, and the way that they were messaging was pretty much out of our playbook, like our values, the way that we approach things. Um, and I was like, I was like taken aback and astonished, you know, and, and I actually take that as like, cause this is a, this is a franchise gym. I mean, there's a, there's a ton of these types of gyms everywhere. Right. And for that particular location near us to say like, wow, I got to react to what these guys are doing over here. Right. Is, is like the ultimate compliment, but uh, even bigger than that, when I think about our values and our message and the way that we do things and how we authentically deliver that every day, you know, the fact that the way that we're talking about things in our messages are having a broader impact, even, even on another gym in our community where they're changing their messaging to be more like us is, is honestly fucking awesome because we want and need more gyms and more fitness communities and more people out there in fitness to have those same viewpoints, you know? Um, and to look at fitness the way that we look at it through our values, you know, cause that's, that's really what we're espousing all the time. And so, um, I was just, I was just like, 
you know, I showed Nicole, my wife, I was like, oh my God, this is crazy. You know, like, this is so awesome that, that, that is happening because it's, um, it shows our broader impact on, on the community and on fitness, which is, which is something that, um, I think is super powerful for us. So I'll and I have to say that like your, and I think our response to that and response to when we see that, when we see, cause that's the, hopefully the way that the fitness industry is starting to trend yes. is towards a much more body neutral approach and approach yep. to moving well, moving pain-free lifelong, like getting away from the fat diets and all of that stuff. And when you see that and you react in a way that's, that's really exciting mm -hmm. and not they're stealing what we're doing. Yeah. Yeah. That's how like, that's, that's you and us apart in a big way. Mm -hmm. And like, I think that whether our members realize it or not, and whether people, even we realize it or not, like that's what differentiates us from you know, some others in the fitness industry. And like, that's where that authenticity comes from mm -hmm. is because we do genuinely care. And like, it, it applies to the expansion to Finney too. Mm -hmm. Like yeah. we're not in this to like make the most money or be the most successful or like be like the name or whatever. We're just trying to get our message that we believe in and that we know impacts and changes people's lives to as many people as possible right. in the most authentic way. And if, other box gyms are going to jump on and steal that totally. same kind of verbiage. Yeah. Like, that's fine. It won't look as authentic as when we do it, unfortunately. Um, but like, that's the kind of messaging that I think that people need. Um, totally. And that's the authenticity that our gym has. And that's what we're trying to replicate or expand to in Finney. Yes, um, for sure. I think, you know, when I looked at it, look, there's a lot of great, there's a lot of great small gyms in Seattle and there, and there's plenty of them that do really great stuff. Um, and, and I, but, but I think, you know, our style of gym, I was actually talking to somebody about this today, you know, I would call our style of gym kind of a training gym, right? Functional training gym. And, and most people don't know if you're just looking at random Joe on the street, you're like, Oh, this must be a CrossFit, right? Mm -hmm. Cause I've, when they think of like, oh, this kind of like box free weight style training gym, yeah. it's like, oh, well, that's like CrossFit or CrossFit style or yeah. a CrossFit gym, right? Um, and it's it's really like not bagging at CrossFit, but it's not it's not really what we do, right? Mm -hmm. um, and we do something different, and we work with lots of different populations, and it's much more personalized and and, and different, you know, about living life. And so I think. Um, I, you know, when I look at the landscape, I'm like, there's, there is, there really isn't anything like what we do at a broader scale, you know? And, and I think if we can, if we can impact more people and give what we do to more people in the authentic way that we do it, that's what I want to be doing more of, you yeah. know? And that's why we're expanding. Um, and, you know, hopefully it works out. We'll continue doing the best we can. So. And it always goes back to core value number one, which is strength training is for everybody. Yep. Um, I know even this week, it's only Wednesday. So two times this week, I've had conversations with some of my 60-year-old members that we train. Um, you know, and they said, wow, I never thought I'd be lifting weights. You know, I always thought I was too old. Mm -hmm. And I've heard that conversation two times. They said, I guess you're never too old to do this. And it's so cool. So you just keep expanding, keep bringing in more people. It's so inclusive. Yeah. CrossFit or other gyms don't, I don't know. I feel like they don't scream exclusivity to me. 
Yeah. Cool. It's very exciting. I think so. (laughs) (laughs) And obviously at this point, any of us can answer questions that you guys have about yeah, Finney and the we we, we can't answer every question, but we no, can we don't have anything. We can definitely sure. answer a lot of questions. Um, and this would not be possible without uh, the amazing members that we have now. So we're hundred yeah. percent so thankful yeah, for them and 100%. you guys and your support. And we're almost capped at Queen Anne, so yeah, we're getting pretty close. Yeah, so we're pretty full. <laughs> no, it's great. I I couldn't ask for more yeah. to be honest. Yeah. With you. Um, and then we're hiring. So if you know anybody, let us know. Please. <laughs> <laughs> We need to be certified. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. So what else are we talking about, Allie? Yeah. Weight loss versus fat loss. Weight loss versus fat loss. Mm -hmm. I think we've got a lot of questions about that. I mean, we keep having a lot of questions about that. Um, Yeah, let's talk about that. Yeah. I think think the reason we want to talk about this is because we have a lot of people sometimes get so focused on the number on the scale, Mm -hmm. right? Which makes up a lot of different things. It makes up how much water is in your body at any given time. It makes up your skeletal muscle mass, right? And it makes oh, up your body fat. So it's like that's body composition, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And and I think your the number on the scale can fluctuate quite widely, right? Mm-hmm. And if you don't really understand the the body comp behind it, then it can be really confusing and maybe frustrating depending on what your goals are. Mm-hmm. And so I think it's, you know, I wanted to talk about just, I guess, I know we talked about a little bit last time too, but like body composition and, and why it's important to focus on fat loss. You know, if you're looking to quote unquote, lose weight, if that's one of your goals, right. The, the weight loss should be focused on fat loss Mm -hmm. and body fat percentage and not on losing weight on the scale, Mm -hmm. which can be a number of different things, including losing muscle mass, Mm -hmm. right. Which is not something that most people want to do. Um, so yeah, I'll stop there. If you guys have anything to add on that, I just kind of wanted to to have that as a topic that we that we chat about. Well, I think it becomes even more important because I'll give like a personal example. Um, so in fall of twenty, no, spring of twenty nineteen, mm-hmm. I was going through it a little bit, mm-hmm. um, and I had just gotten out of a very long relationship. Um, had just started as a personal trainer, was like working multiple jobs, like bartending at night, training in the morning, trying to make this fitness thing work as a career, had also like been through this big heartbreak, like was going through a lot of stuff. And over the course of two months, I lost about 18 pounds. And I had relentless compliments from people. Um, Oh my God, you look so great. Oh my God, what are you doing? Oh my God, like... Yeah. Um, like you're doing so well, you're glowing, you're whatever. Um, and the reality was, is that was not healthy weight loss. Mm-hmm. That was not fat loss. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, it may have been some fat, but it was muscle loss. It was, I was under eating because mm-hmm. I was mentally in a really dark place. Um, I was stressed. I wasn't sleeping. So my appetite was zero yeah. and I was very unhappy during that time. Um, and that was not. Like, and I think that that kind of differentiates between like intentional body recomposition and like weight loss. You can lose weight for a million different reasons. You can be sick. You can be going through mental health challenges. You can be, sometimes weight loss is like a really big indicator, like red flag as far as like health concerns. Mm -hmm. And so if we can change that conversation to be, if that is one of your goals, talking about 
body recomposition, gaining yeah. muscle, losing fat, moving better, being pain-free, then that trends us towards like healthier conversations mm -hmm. around body image and body composition and things like that. And why, like as a perfect example of why a number on the scale is not like the end all be all yeah. of being healthy. Yeah. Like your smallest number isn't always your healthiest number. Yeah. And you can trend in the right direction of body recomposition and the scale not move at all. Yeah. Or it could even go up and you can still trend in the same direction in body recomposition. So that's my two cents on the and personal experience with that topic. <laughs> yeah, no, I think that's that's a great uh, anecdote. And I think I, I think we see a lot of times and Ali, you can chime in on this especially people in our nutrition program, sometimes we'll get on the scale and maybe it's the same weight or maybe the weight has kind of gone up a little bit, you know, since the last scan. And then instantly before they even see the trend numbers mm -hmm. in terms of body fat and muscle mass, right, which is really what we should be looking at, they immediately tense up, yeah. you know, and have a negative reaction to the fact that the overall number hasn't changed in the way that they're looking and hoping for it to change. Even though if you pull the sheet, it's like, oh, wait, We've gained muscle, we've lost fat. That's what we want to be doing, right? Mm -hmm. um, it's as if that number defines them and it's just we want to go so far from that. Exactly, yeah. Right. Yeah. So Where It's like they have this number in their head. I used to weigh this. This is what I want to weigh. Um, you guys know, I mean, body recomposition will change your whole body. So you could, like you said, you could still weigh the same. You could drop percentages of body fat and gain pounds of muscle. Mm -hmm. You'd still weigh the same. Mm -hmm. But damn, your clothes are going to fit different. Like you're yeah. going to feel different. Totally. Right? You're going to feel yeah. leaner, more muscular. Yeah. Um, so like that's what we strive for. I mean, in SSPLN too. Yeah. And it's like, I don't know, we have like 15 clients, I think, right now. Most, I'd say 80% want to lose weight. I've been a weight loss coach for three years now. Like I love that. I want to honor that. Um, you know, I wish I could just be, I wish I could tell everybody, just be happy with your bodies, you know, but I do understand that people do want to lose weight. Mm -hmm. um, and so we do this so slowly and helpfully and mindfully, mm -hmm. right? Because I don't know, we've said this again and again, and it's probably, I'll probably still say it, but those yo-yo diets, you know, um, people can lose weight, but they will be losing muscle, right? Mm -hmm. um, or doing it unhealthy. And then typically people gain it back. And so if, you know, if you've tried a yo-yo diet, four times <laughs> and it didn't work. Why don't we try this new program slowly yeah. one time for the rest of your life and you'll have a better, I don't know, you have a better gauge on everything, I think. Well, and I feel like, um, I don't want to go, I don't want to do what we did last time. <laughs> we kind of bagged on Beachbody, right? So I'm kind of like, <laughs> I'm kind of like being very careful, very careful with my words. We had some questions from people though. Yeah, so I, 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 I will say that there's a lot of, um, nutrition programs or, you know, quick weight loss programs, let's say, you know, out there, which people, they, they sell very, you know, very heavily around the new year that um, don't do what we do, right? It, it basically says, uh, I know one of them for a fact, and I've heard this from many people, the minute you sign up, it immediately puts you on a 1200 calorie diet. Yes. Regardless of yes. movement, movement, <laughs> your body composition, whatever, too, yeah. right? It just says, oh, here's 1,200 calories. And that's like, okay, yeah, yeah. If you, if you have somebody <laughs> eat 1,200 calories for a little while, sure, they're going to lose weight, you know, but is that the healthiest thing to do? Absolutely not, you know? Um, and so I guess it's just, you know, 
I want to bust the myth around this a little bit, Yeah, you know, because I, I just don't like a lot of the messaging out there. And I think, especially if you're a company that specializes in trying to help people lose weight and you understand the science behind weight loss and what's healthy weight loss and what's not healthy weight loss. Mm -hmm. And yet you continue to peddle Mm -hmm. things that are clearly unhealthy for people. I don't know. That, maybe it's just me, but I, I, have, I have a strong dislike of that. Of course. Well, that's what we're talking about, about yeah. the authenticity earlier, yeah. right? Because like, if we were just about like getting results and making money or whatever, that's what you would do, mm-hmm. right? Because you would totally. get a quick inflow of people because yep. you're promising them really crazy results really quickly. Yep. Your prices are probably not that much. Yep. It's a volume business. And um, you get the before and after, and then they go out the door because they regain the weight that they lost or whatever. But like that's what it's about. And so, well, fortunately, unfortunately, that puts us in this position of having these really hard conversations. Yes. Okay, you want to lose weight? We support you. We love you. Let's do that. What does that mean for you? Mm -hmm. Okay, I want to look more. I want to look leaner. Mm. Okay. Well, you can look leaner and weigh the same. Yes. And not lose any weight. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, but then even when we know that, sometimes it's really hard to disengage that from the actual number. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that might be a therapy conversation. That some yeah, yeah, people totally, need totally. To have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but just the encouragement that, like, those goals are two, those can be two different things. Yeah. Like, you can get the body you want you can look leaner you yeah. can feel fitter and faster yeah. and and have better energy and all of these things without that number changing yeah and, and probably with eating more food too. Yeah. i'll say <laughs> yeah. it over and over again yeah, but... yeah totally totally Sorry, no it's okay that's yeah. exactly right yeah so i think ellen does a good job of like educating people on that and like when you're just putting someone on a 1200 calorie diet and saying, be more disciplined, work yeah. harder. Yeah. Like that's not actually educating people on, yeah. um, regardless of how you feel on that diet. Yeah. Like, yes. Right. Yeah. Like how you feel and how to yeah. other things that impact your weight, like sleep and yeah. stress yeah. and how to like honor your body's hunger cues while yes. fueling yourself for the activity that you're doing yeah. yes. and what each macronutrient does in your body and like mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff that, Maybe you're listening and you're like, I don't really care about that. I just want to lose weight. And that's fine if that's where you're at. But in the long run, like an education-based program mm-hmm. is like really where you want to be. For sure. Like all of my LN people will tell you, we talk about hunger cues. Hey, yeah. you worked out five times this week. Were you particularly, I'm sure they're sick of me saying it. Were you particularly hungry on certain days? Mm-hmm. And like, please honor that, right? Mm-hmm. And it's just an average. Um, if I learned anything from, this is a million years ago, probably 20, 20 years ago in eating do- eating disorder recovery treatment program. Um, that's when I learned hunger cues. I don't think we learned those. No. I mean, I literally had to go to a place to learn this. I just don't think that we are super taught mm-hmm. to do that. And I think people are working all day long and how many clients are, oh my gosh, I skipped lunch. I was in be- meetings back to back for six yeah. hours. I didn't eat anything. And then dinner came. There was nothing for dinner. So I ate everything you know i think unfortunately what happens is as a kid you just naturally know it right sure. yeah. like my daughter is seven like yes she'll be like i'm hungry you know and, yeah. and it's like she has no qualms about that totally. right because she knows yeah. when she's hungry and yeah. she knows what she needs to eat yeah. um unfortunately that that mindset shifts at some point during the development process yeah. um, and actually my 
um, my my daughter's school goes pre-K to eighth grade, right? So then you start to get kind of like that that adolescent teen years, you know, at the beginning. And and actually what I heard from the school was recently that that, you know, seventh, eighth grade time, um, they're having a lot of issues right now with body perception and body image, oh. particularly in female students, right? Yeah. Which I think makes sense societally because we understand what messaging they're getting all of the time, yeah. right? But it's actually really sad to think about that happening to as kids as young as 12, 13, right? And that's starting to infuse in their brain. And I think about my daughter and I'm like, that is fucking scary to me mm -hmm. that at that age, she'll start to get that messaging and maybe think differently about her eating habits, maybe yeah. think differently about her body image. Yeah. Um, it's frightening. You know, it really is um, that it changes that early. And then that sits with people for the rest of their lives. Right? I started yeah. at 14 and I dealt with it till I was 30. Yeah. I'm 34 now, but I yeah. mean, everyone still deals with it. It's, it's like, mm -hmm. but yeah. I do think like, um, to generally generationally, it's something that we're realizing mm -hmm. is like that we're taught as a society at a very young age to like ignore our body's natural cues natural yeah. hunger cues natural like, like separate point. things yeah. and i don't think that i mean i i will speak for my family but i don't think that my parents generation was really consciously aware of that messaging yeah and so they just internalized a lot of it and my mom and i have had a lot of really great conversations about this where like um there were things that happened when I was a kid, like that I was getting the messaging at school and from peers and from mm -hmm. the internet and everything else, but then also just sort of subconscious things that my mom did that taught me at a young age that like something about my body was wrong or like, yeah, that I, I mean, I'm six, I'm like six foot now. I'm like 225. Like, yeah. <laughs> that I was never a small kid. Right? Yeah, yeah. Um, but I do think that like our, I'm putting us in the same generation, which is wild, but we're going to do it anyway. Um, <laughs> And that's not totally true. Like one of Wild. the biggest motivators <laughs> for me in like unlearning this stuff is to not pass it on. Yeah. Yeah. And so yeah. I think that all yeah. that to say, I think, I mean, we'll farewell, hopefully having Nicole as a We've said this so many yeah, times. Yeah, yeah. But, but I, that being said, so much of that does come from parents. And I have yeah. this conversation with a lot of my friends that like stuff from our parents. Yeah. And so that's like my biggest motivator to unlearn this stuff is to not pass it on to totally yeah. future kids no, yeah, and now right. we're trying to also not pass it on to adults that have learned that and now we're trying to unlearn it mm -hmm. right which is so hard and i i get that but that's yeah. what we're trying to do right yeah i i think this actually dovetails into the kind of the second topic we wanted to cover which was more around the fun you know like we have mm. we have core value number six right which is like if we're not having fun we're doing something wrong um which is important. I know you had an anecdote shared about that. I'll just share something real quick. I, I think this, um, we can always like extend it if we need to, right? Like last time? Yeah, just be aware. It's yeah, gonna stop. Oh, it's going to stop in a minute. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Noted. Uh, <laughs> okay, what was I saying? Keep it short. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Jeez, it's so much pressure. Yeah. Uh, okay, so I was going to say it, um, it came to mind recently because I was actually, um, thinking about my own journey in fitness. And I, I think when I first started, like a lot of people exercising, it was because I was unhappy with my health 
and and how I looked at the moment, you know? And so I joined a gym and I was like, okay, I'm gonna try and learn how to do this stuff. As, as my journey's evolved, um, I can healthily say it's become so much less about that and much more about just the fact that I enjoy lifting weights and I enjoy <laughs> exercising and I enjoy Spartan racing and I enjoy doing this stuff, right? Like I like how it makes me feel. And actually recently, you know, this past Sunday is usually my best workout day. And I got a PR on the trap bar. I'm trying to get to 400 pounds. Yeah. I got a 375 <laughs> PR and I was feeling fucking great, you know? And it's funny because I, I had scheduled myself to do a scan that day. So I did a scan afterwards and I had gone up in body fat by like a percent since my last scan. And I was like, well, that sucks. Yeah, but honestly, I don't really give a fuck because yeah. it's got PR, you know, like, I, like that was my feeling. I was like, oh, I feel great. You know, like I feel strong. I feel yeah. good, you know, and, um, didn't bring you down. and it did not bring me down, yeah. you know? And so I think that's why it, it came to mind is because I think about shifting that paradigm of like, why do people exercise? Mm -hmm. Why should we exercise? You know? Um, and I think it's so much healthier to have the framework in your mind that it's just whatever exercise you choose to do, it's healthy and fun and enjoyable. Mm -hmm. And because it makes you feel good, mm -hmm. you know, and because it gives you something as opposed to, oh, I need to punish myself because I ate a cookie, yeah. you know, or I did this or I did that. And I think a lot of people are stuck in that mindset. It's like, oh, I need to go to the gym today because or tomorrow because I ate this huge meal last night or ate pizza last night mm -hmm. and I got to go to the gym to work it off. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, and I think just just talking about that and kind of shifting that mindset is important. So um, going off of trying to get to the gym to burn calories or thinking about it in that sense. I know I have a couple LN clients that, you know, we're trying to get most of them to eat more. Um, we have their calories set at a certain, a, a certain calorie input uh, based on how many times a week they're coming to the gym, whether that's two or three or four. Um, and then I've heard some of them say, oh, well, I, I haven't been to the gym in three days, should I then knock the calories down by a couple hundred? Mm -hmm. um, and that's where we're trying to, you know, have the mindset of like, no, you still need to feel your body. It needs to be higher than your BMR. This is programmed for you for three days a week. Um, this is going to be the healthiest way that we're going to lose weight and not do the yo-yo. Yeah, um, for sure. Like usual. Yeah. That answer is a resounding no. Yeah, please don't. <laughs> In case that was... <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, that was too nice. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, you know, like every day is not going to feel fun or the best. And some days it's about the way I framed it lately to myself is like self-care. Like mm -hmm. I don't get excited to brush my teeth every day. I don't yeah. get excited yeah. to make dinner <laughs> yeah. every day. But like there are things that I do to take care of myself. Yeah. And some days it feels amazing and incredible and I'm super stoked and it is really fun. I do enjoy the process of weightlifting. Mm -hmm we have that weird bug in our head that yeah, for yeah. some reason this is really fun and some people don't have it and that's fine yeah. but that doesn't mean you have to train the way that we train right well and honestly like some days like I'll, i usually work out in the mornings right before i start training and and i'll have a plan for what i want to do and then sometimes i come in and i'm like mm -hmm. i am not gonna hip thrust 255 today like mm -hmm. i just you know yeah. i'm like this is not happening but i'll still do something for like 10 or 15 minutes, just move around a little bit. And honestly, every time I do that, it always makes me feel better. Yeah. You know, it yeah, never absolutely. fails. Yeah. And the flexibility to like adjust, yeah. adjust the plan and like just listen to your body and relearning how to do that and yeah. knowing like, 
when's a day that I um, am feeling, you know, kind of like in my brain, like I don't want to do it, but my body's ready to do it, yeah. right? And I can exactly. totally do it versus days where you're like, oh, I need to take today completely off. Yeah. Um, and I think that helps you have fun when you like continue to treat it as like punishment and a chore and mm-hmm. something that you have to do. Yeah. No wonder working out is your least favorite thing totally. to do. Yeah. Because you're just bullying yourself into doing it. Yeah. And I encourage any listener that if you have tried this over and over and it's not working and it still feels that way, it's time to take a look at the mindset there. Mm -hmm. And it's not that you're just not disciplined or it's not that you just need more accountability. It's that you're viewing it as a negative experience. Yeah. And to a certain point, no matter how much we try and no matter how much quote fun the activity is if in your head you're viewing it as a chore another thing on your to-do list yeah. mm-hmm. something that you like have to do it's not going to feel fun and and the joy of training and the joy of progress and the joy of mm-hmm. gaining strength is going to be completely lost in that moment yeah so totally agree yeah. good talk today guys you anything else we good <laughs> i feel i don't know if it's about Fun, but I know I ran a program on Friday a couple yeah. days ago. Um, I had a lot of my personal PT people in that class that mm-hmm. I trained a couple times a week. We did a bench press. We did a bench press for eight and then for five and then for six and then for three. So a lot of those people in that class had never challenged themselves to find a three rep max. And I think it was very fun. They seemed so excited because in PT, they do a certain amount of weights and then I said, okay, we're going to try these ones for three. And a lot of them were like, oh, no. Oh, no, no, no. No, no. This is not what we do. Yeah, yeah. Um, they all did it. And one of them even afterwards came up to me and said, you know what? That three wasn't even that hard. I really think I can do X amount of weights in PT next Monday. And I was like, I will sign you up. So <laughs> it was really awesome. And they were like very, very pleased with themselves. Many of them, I think four of them, um, did not know that they were capable and i've heard them say that too like i didn't know i was capable of that yeah and they go i even one of them just came back from a nine-day vacation um and she's like i didn't think i could ever do that and so mm-hmm. i think that was really fun because like you said it's um seeing what you're capable of like community the progress that you're making of course that makes it fun you hit your yeah. pr of course it makes it fun and the cool thing about those classes too and it goes to our community is that everybody is there to like support everybody else mm-hmm. like yeah. when somebody's going for a pr and they're like oh man i'm gonna try and lift these things it's like everybody's there cheering yeah, each they're other like waiting yeah they're loving it yeah. you know and that's yeah. like super powerful yeah you know? yeah that that community is just like yeah. irreplaceable yeah because oh yeah then on the days where you're not feeling like it and you're not mm-hmm. feeling yourself you have coach ali you have everybody next to you like yeah. Cheering for you, rooting for you, and like making it fun along the way, cracking yeah. jokes. Yeah. Like, yeah. When you miss a rep, like people laugh about it, and slap yeah, it yeah. back, and yeah. say, like you know, we'll get yeah. it next time. Kind yeah, of yeah. thing. It doesn't yeah. have to be so serious. It can be fun, and those relationships that you guys are building with each other and that we've built with you, like, are can be the source of a lot of the fun. Totally. Um, I hate training alone now. I hate it. Yeah, <laughs> it's just not. <laughs> It's, it's hard for me to yeah. enjoy it and have fun without that community element. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I have found that to be true over the last few years of my training, actually. And I know as fitness professionals, we have that community comes to us very quickly. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I think gyms like 
us and, and the new one at Finney are going to be able to help create that for people. Which is yeah. Cool. For I've sure. always loved working out alone. And now it's been two weeks, but I've been doing morning classes and oh my gosh, they're so fun. All right. Good episode. Thanks for listening. Appreciate it. See you next time.